Hello everyone, my name is Carolyn. Welcome to the Saving for Your First Home podcast. I am the CEO of The Financial Moment. We offer money coaching for those who are ready and willing to make financial changes in their lives. For the most of us, there comes a point in time where we think to ourselves, it would be really nice to own property. But it sometimes can feel like a pipe dream and not very easily obtainable. So I created this podcast to give you all the information and tools you need to take the steps forward toward home ownership. Take it from me, my husband and I started our lives together working part-time jobs with a young child. Fast forward through many hiccups and failures, we stepped our feet into our very first home. For us, it was a pile of dirt, but eventually our family home was built on that dirt. Now we are in the midst of growing our investment property portfolio. I created the Savings for Your First Home podcast to give you easy, actionable tools for you to do the same. If you have that same gut feeling that I did and want to create a life for yourself and your growing family, but don't know where to start, you are in the right place. Let's do this. I hope you had a chance to listen to the first eight episodes of this podcast. This is the foundation on where your financial house will be built. Moving forward, we're going to be committed to providing you educational sessions, Q&A talks, and expert interviews about everything you need to know on how to purchase your first home. Having a sound financial position will not only help your daily decisions, it is the backbone to creating good credit, establishing savings for your down payment. So let's talk about the amount of cash you have available after all your expenses have been covered. In episode three, we asked the question, where is your money going? Here we went through an exercise that identified where your money is currently being allocated to. And I'm hoping that you saw there may be areas where you need to tweak. When saving for a down payment, you need to have a good understanding of where your money is going, as well as how much you'll have after all of your expenses and discretionary spending have been accounted for. The tool we're going to use is a cash flow statement. It sounds fancy, but really it's a matter of listing all of your income and deducting all of your expenses. Once that is done, you should have an amount left over that can be allocated to your financial goals. The problem with most people and typical spender personality types is that if money is left in your bank account, it's generally spent, which is what you may have identified in the highlighting exercise. A lot of people live paycheck to paycheck. When my husband and I got married, it was the first time for the both of us living on our own. We were renting a basement apartment and had to ensure we put money aside for rent, daycare costs for our son, and anything left over had to cover groceries, etc. No one had taught us how to budget, so we made sure that our income was enough to cover the bills for that period. If there was money left over, then we could spend it on whatever. Then next pay, we'd start again. To escape this cyclical process of living this way, you need to create a plan for the dollars that remain and as quickly as possible. This is where an automated deduction plan is most helpful. Set up a system with your banking institution to allow funds to transfer from your income source to a savings vehicle automatically, preferably right after the income is deposited. So if you have a bi-weekly or a monthly paycheck, set up the transfer for the same or next day. This reduces the opportunity to spend those funds. 
Now let's address the scenario where things aren't exactly laid out so perfectly. What if there isn't anything left once expenses are deducted from total income? What if your expenses are higher than income coming in? If you've recently lost your source of income, then that scenario is a little different. What I'm referring to is when your expenditures are higher than your income. And to compensate, the use of credit cards and debt subsidize your monthly spending. This is when we need to look at where your money is going. Can you scale back on anything? The immediate response will be no. It's a natural reaction. Everything is important. But is it? Let me explain what discretionary expenses are. They are defined as non-essential spending. You don't need these things to keep your household running. Items that fall into this type of category are going out to eat at restaurants, entertainment, alcohol, tobacco, coffee, hobbies, and even gym memberships. They are the items that are not going to be the end of the world if you eliminate them from your budget. Now, most of you can make an argument that coffee is definitely an essential and that there may be personality changes without it. But I will argue that you would be able to survive if you needed to cut it from your spending. So here's another exercise for you. List each one of the categories identified in episode three in order of importance, then circle the bottom three items. Can they be reduced or even eliminated? Remember, the goal is to have money to save for a down payment for a home. If you stack these bottom three items up against your goal, are they still important? And the answer may be yes. In this case, your income may be a little short for you to address your goals. There are plenty of ways to add supplemental income, which we will discuss at a later time, but perhaps start thinking about that if nothing can be cut or reduced from your existing list of expenses. So to recap, if your income is greater than your expenses, then you've created a positive cash flow. This means that you can take that amount and allocate it to your financial goals. If your income is less than your expenses, then you've created a negative cash flow and you'll need to look for ways to cut back on your expenses or make more income. Now, the other thing to be aware of is a lifestyle inflation. Now, this is when your income starts to grow but your spending is also increasing by that same amount, if not more. So we have the idea in our head that we can afford to spend more money and buy more expensive things. That may be true, but it also can keep you from making progress towards your financial goals. So before you start to spend more and splurge a little, Think about why you're spending and whether you could use that money more effectively elsewhere. For example, do you really need those brand new pairs of shoes or the latest iPhone that just came out if last year's model is still working? Saving that additional money is going to accelerate and speed up your timeline and reach your savings goals that much faster. So just like that, you created a cash flow statement. If you'd like a tool that will help you track and identify the amount you have to put towards your savings goals, head to thefinancialmoment.com backslash track dash it. This tool is not necessary as a pen and paper can work just fine, but it will make tracking so much easier. Thank you for listening. We are committed to helping you place your very first steps into your new home. See you next time.